This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Taz and Moose with you coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocky Mortgage. Push button. Uh, get mortgage. It's a big uh, Thursday morning as we've got NFL football back in action tonight up in Foxborough. Pat's entertaining uh, the New York football uh, giants and plenty of other stuff going on as we've hit the third and final hour. With that being said, here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Nat stunning comeback win versus the Dodgers in game five. Uh, yes. Pete, do we have the final out or the home run by Kendrick? I mean, because, uh, you know, the, the Nat uh, announcer who, I mean, they, all they've sensed is frustration. Here we go. Here's the Kendrick homer, top of the 10th inning to give the Nats a 7-3 lead. Take a listen. Kelly's one strike pitch. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick has done it. They're going crazy in the Nationals' dugout. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? Oh, I mean, listen, you got to believe it now. The Dodgers go home. The Nats advance to the National Championship Series. They're sent to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals, and we'll get to that other NLDS Game 5 yesterday here in a moment, Taz. But down 3-0 early, 3-1 Soto RBI single, top half of the eighth inning, Kershaw on the mound, worked out of a first and second jam in relief, get a big strikeout of Eaton to close out the seventh on successive pitches. 1-0 pitch to Rendon. First pitch to Juan Soto, back-to-back home runs. What was a 3-1 lead for the Dodgers was tied up at three, and then you get the Kendrick Dramatics in the 10th. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Grant Slami, uh, Jones, for sure. We, you know, who would have expected Kendrick to do that, as we talked about earlier, but it was gigantic. I mean, just shocking turn of events here for the Dodgers. Uh, right there at Dodgers Stadium, I mean, the, the, the audience, I said this earlier, the, the, their fan base, once those back-to-back homers... Uh, that Kershaw gave up to uh, Randone and Soto. Once that happened and the game was tied up, it was like the air came out of that. I, you know, we see it a lot when, when teams, home teams are losing or something like that or lose the game. And when this game got tied up, when that 20-year-old kid Soto hits that dinger, that place in Los Angeles, that beautiful stadium, man, Dodger Stadium, the air, the oxygen was gone. I was like, wow. I couldn't God. believe it, man. No, it was. It. You're right about that. And, uh, oh, who were, I mean, from a Washington perspective, uh, all the frustration, all the failures, guys like Zimmerman, right? Strasburg, uh, Scherzer, guys that have been there a while, Taz. Yeah. Uh, that uh, have lived all those regular season successes and NL East crime and, and failures in the postseason. You know, the release that they had last night. Uh, was justified because not only you win a wild card game where you come back on Milwaukee, 
Now you come back from two games to one down on the best team in the National League in the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you win in L.A. as well. I mean, that that is a franchise-changing kind of a... Instead of being kind of the team that can never get it done in the clutch, now you're seeing this team, all they do is come through in the clutch. And, you know, we talked earlier, and you're right, and we talked earlier about Roberts, uh, the skipper for the um, Dodgers, and, and the mistake he made by keeping Kershaw in there. Uh, once he got out of that inning on on um, on the strikeout and three pitches to get out of that inning, and the bottom was the bottom of seventh. I'm sorry, top of the seventh. Once he got out of that inning, after he relieved, came in for Bueller, who was at like 116, 117 pitches, and it was first and second. It was two on two out. You had to get him. You had to take him out of that game. That was the right move. And he went to Kershaw. Fine with that. But then going back to him in 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 the top of the eighth was the death nail. Two back to back pitches, home run, home run. Wow, horrible. Terrible, um, and I, I, I was surprised he stuck with Kershaw in that eighth inning, yeah. um, and went went to him. Um, and, you know, watching that game as it as it went down, Taz um, and Roberts is going to wear the goat horns for keeping Kershaw in the game, and then number two, keeping Joe Kelly in the game. Walk double, intentional walk to Soto. Then you get the Kendrick Grand Slam on his twenty second pitch of the inning. Or um, and, you know, I was I was very surprised that Dave Roberts stuck with Joe Kelly. I really will. So Kelly, Kershaw, Roberts all got to hang their heads in disappointment. Dodgers didn't do much offensively after their you know first three runs. Two-run home run by uh, Max Muncy and then the solo shot by Kike Hernandez. Uh, that gave them an initial 3-0 lead. Uh, brutal loss for the Dodgers, Taz, as they're trying to win a first World Series since 1988. And they're, all signs were pointing it to kind of being this is their year. And they go down last night in extra innings in very painful fashion. Yeah, big time. I, that was my team, the Dodgers. I was... I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take my fa- Met fandom and put it on hold for now. And yeah, I'm going to mono a mono in yeah, this year. That's right. We did. And your love for DC sports <laughs> continues. And Redskins. Well, the, the Redskins haven't been good to me. The Caps were. The Caps, you love. And now you love the Nats. Ovechkin. You got all these Ovechkin t shirts you wear to yes, work every day. That's exactly and you love right. Them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Number two. Cardinals destroy the Braves in game five. Yeah, as riveting as the first game was, as the second game was, Taz, that's how really boring the game one of, uh, you know, the game five and the the first NLDS game five we saw yesterday. Game was over. Yeah. Game started 5.07 by about 5.37. You you were looking to watch something else, the news, whatever you might have been watching at that stage. It was over as the Cardinals put up a 10-run Top half of the first inning. Mike Fultonevich gives you one out for the Atlanta Braves as he folds up the tent. Ringing double after ringing double for the St. Louis Cardinals. They win the game 13-1. The game was over. It was pretty much, I mean, the crowd was dead as a doornail, too. There was no comeback, miraculous comeback by the Atlanta Braves. They didn't even make the Cardinals sweat it all. Um, as uh, St. Louis marches on to the NLCS. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, as you laid out, I mean, this thing was done before it even started. Um, I, I was going to watch the game, and then when I was looking at my phone, I was doing something, I looked at my phone, I'm like, I saw the score, and I had to look at it like three or four times because I thought I was reading something the wrong way. I'm like, it's 10 nothing. It's They just got out of the first inning. It's 10 nothing already? Oh, my God. I'm not watching this game. And that was it. Yeah, well, so, it's, well I mean, was, for me, that, I, I, mean, I get it. And I you're saw right. the highlights. Well, there was, really you know, there, there was not much to watch. There really wasn't. Um, and uh, the Cardinals showed you the resiliency in this series. The Atlanta Braves, it was a fun series up until game five. 
and unfortunately it went down the way that it did. Uh, here's Mike Schilt, uh, the Cards uh, manager, talking about the respect he has for the Atlanta Braves. I've got a lot of respect for, for Snit and his staff and, and that club over there. We just we just won a hard-fought series against a really, really, really good baseball team that's very, very well-managed, coached, and they played the game the right way, and a lot of respect for the Braves. So um, we appreciate the ability to um, compete against them. Yeah, and Schild had another message for his team after the game in the clubhouse as it was basically an F-bomb tirade <laughs> uh, where he talked about how proud he was of his team. He mentioned Snit. Here's Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, after uh, well, what happened, um, uh, What happened, Brian, in that 10-run first. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> there you go. What how we drew it up, I know that. But, All right. Um, I don't know. It just it, it, that that thing just kept rolling, and we couldn't stop it. Anybody. Wow. Now, did you hear early on? If you play that cut back, you can actually hear the Cardinals celebrating yeah. in the background. Play yeah. it one more time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, what how we. <laughs> Drew it up and all that, but um, I don't know. It just it, it, that, that thing just kept tough. rolling, and we couldn't stop it. I mean, I, I should throw it. I don't. I think the Cardinals found a way in that in the in the, the top of the first inning, every single way possible to get on base. They got on base. Yeah, like it was like unbelievable. Like any way you can get on, they got on. I mean, how many walks were that? It, it was it was like I was looking at the stat. I couldn't believe what was going on in that inning. Oh, brutal. I mean, absolutely brutal. And we mentioned it earlier. Which way would you rather go down? The Braves way or the Dodgers way, Tez? Yeah. If you were a player, um, I would think you'd like to go down having fired your best shot. And not go down to where game's over. And you're thinking about where am I going to go on vacation, you know, 45 minutes into the game. Yeah, I know. I um, mean, it's disappointing. I mean, and it, both of them, you, you never want to lose. There's no good way to lose. I get that whole thing. But uh, I would think you'd rather lose the Dodger way where you've got every chance to win than getting utterly and completely throttled. You, I mean, the Braves got beat like the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. I mean, in a, in a game five of the NLCS. Except, except the Baltimore Orioles got beat like that every day. Yes, I understand. Slight exaggeration. <laughs> you get my point. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Um, all right, next. Number three. Next. The latest on Richard Sherman and the handshake chatter. Uh, yes, so... He's trying uh, too hard, Zach, on that one. Well, right. So Sherman uh, Sherman did say that he owes Baker Mayfield an apology. Um, here is, we hinted upon it yesterday. How would Baker Mayfield address um, Sherman's comments? Here he was yesterday, was asked about it. Take a look. It's nice of him. Did that bother you at all when, when, he, when, he, when he said what he did, that he didn't shake his hand and all that? Uh, no, you know, I... I know what I did, uh, but that's, you know, the one time the camera and something reporting me has, you know, gone in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Get a media. (laughs) (laughs) Give him credit. He handled it well. Yeah, he did. I I was shocked because I I think we said, yes, I thought he was going to take shots. Yeah. You know, and he didn't. High road Jones. I mean, he's learning. He did. uh, You know, I thought Mayfield did did handle himself well. Maybe he learned a little bit of something. Here's Mayfield talking about we we gave, uh, you know, a nice pat on the back to to Bosa for his uh, celebration and the mock waving of the flag and the planting into the turf at Levi Stadium. Here is Mayfield on the Bosa sack celebration. Oh, I don't think Sherman's was a personal vendetta. Uh, I mean, he, he said what he said, uh, but Bosa's, you know, 
Good for him. He had it premeditated. He's been thinking about that obviously for two years now. Yeah. So that's a long time to think about that loss. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there you there go. There goes the shot. There he is. The and shot. it begins. There it is. Yeah, let's piss off the guy, the guy that sacked you about 600 times in, in one night. Let's piss him off. Yeah. That's smart, Bake. Yeah, that's good. Just leave it alone. He's been um, sitting on for two years because you took your freaking flag with an OU on it and stuck it in, in, in Columbus, Ohio, right between the O and the Buckeyes. Yeah. Of course he's pissed. Uh, of course, yeah. Um, and, and Sherman does owe Mayfield an apology, and certainly Bosa was thinking about that for quite some time. And uh, to the sack, right, goes the sack dance. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll tell you, next, whenever they meet up to each other again in Niners and end of the Browns, I got to tell you, my money's on Bosa on that. And he owns that offensive tackle. Unless they find somebody else to go up against him. I don't disagree. Oh, my God. I, I don't just, disagree. He just owned. That kid is an unbelievable rush and or edge rusher. I mean, tremendous, tremendous player. And he's only he's just getting started. So, good luck. Uh, we got a big game five tonight right here. But before we get to our thoughts on the, uh, on the Astros and the Rays, right? Yeah. Uh, let's do a little memory lane on, on game five Dodgers oh. and Nats. Take All a right. listen. Ah, the memories. Let's take a stroll down memory lane with Taz and the Moose. You want to see Yankees-Dodgers. I want to see Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah. Do you think that's the series we get? I do. You I think do. you're going to get Yankees-Dodgers. I think you're thinking more Astros-Dodgers. I'm thinking Astros-Nats. Oh, Astros-Nats. Yeah, I don't think that. But, yeah, but, yeah, I do like the Nats in the next series against the against the Dodgers for some reason. I, I think the Nats have kind of got this magic carpet ride. I will root for the Dodgers. I'm just letting you know that right now. That's just on the record right here well, from everybody. So Yankees-Dodgers, and then you'd root for the Dodgers to, to win the whole the, kick. I got it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. Uh, that's what I'm That's I, I, just I, to be like, I wouldn't be, be surprised. Nice. That doesn't surprise me, though. Yeah. No, well. You're a Met fan. Right. But, you know, some would say, well, why would this Met fan even want the Yankees to advance into us? Because I'd like to see the Dodgers beat them. You don't think that the uh, the Dodgers are getting out of that, that series with the Mets, so you know, we'll no, see. I could be, uh, I could be you wrong. Might be right. You might be I, right. I, you know, I could be wrong. I, I wouldn't bet my life on it. I wouldn't bet a significant amount of money on it either. I'm just going to throw something out there differently. I, I really like this Nat team. Maybe they need to go through all of that pain and disaster and, and losing hard. This is a long one. This is like I, ten I kind of got this magic carpet ride. <laughs> we got it. Moose was right. I was wrong. Eliminated the Dodgers. That was uncomfortably long. And I really long. It. I mean, I was. And I you was, were right. I know. I was like, wait a second. Well, how long are we going here? Where's the highlight? I mean, I'm cool. <laughs> being wrong. Holy cow. <laughs> Jeez, Mike. Good job, man. Uh, Tad, you were wrong. I was wrong. We had a lot of talk about this series. Well, I wanted to get it in. Yeah, that's, that was. Uh, Mike had even, the I liked the Nats, and even wrong. I was uncomfortable listening to that. That was right. Anyway, you got a big game five tonight. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Astros and Rays, uh, where uh, Houston's got their big ace on the mound, and Garrett Cole on regular rest. He was dominant in his first start. I mean, he had 300 strikeouts in the regular season. He's going to win this Cy Young in the American League as he enters free agency, Taz. Uh, but there's something, just like there is a little something with the Nats, there's something with this Rays team. They've won two in a row. They've got momentum on their way. The uh. Astros aren't hitting all that much. Now they go back home. Houston, you know, that crowd's going to be into yeah. it. Uh, um, you know what used to? I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous to say. I look, my gut was wrong yesterday with the Dodgers. They were going to win at home, and that didn't happen. Uh, my gut tells me the Astros are going to. You know, uh, I, 
I've said the whole way through, I feel like the Astros are definitely the better team. But you said something magical. Uh, well, something going just, on with the I mean, Rays. They, they got some yeah. momentum right now, and they're in Houston. The hell with it. I'm not an on-the-fence guy. My hand is being waved in the hand in the air. I am going to go with the Astros at home. They beat that ass of the Rays tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. I'm going to take Houston. All right. uh, we're both in agreement on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I believe in Cole. Uh, I think uh, he's going to be dominant, and I do think that Astros lineup will find themselves and and score some runs tonight. I I agree with you. I'm going to take Houston. I, I, I need it. I, I want to see Houston Yankees. Yeah, I I, I really I mean, don't want to see the Yankees. The the, I don't want to see them in the World Series. The Yankees, and now that the Dodgers are gone, if they do go to the World Series, the Yankees, which they're probably going to, because things just work out for them, and they, they've been sitting home resting for like it feels like three weeks. Imagine if the Rays win tonight. Oh, God. You hope, Yankees, you hope to be honest. You hope to raise. Well, I know you do. I mean, that's the easiest path That's ever. what I'm saying. And then Yankees raise. And then what are you going to have? The Whitnall, then they have home field advantage throughout. Then oh, you got the God. winner of Cards, Nats, in the World Series. Layup Jones. No one will watch that World Series. And it'll be the Yankees versus the Nats. Me. And then the Yankees will sweep both those teams wearing red. Both. <laughs> this is just, This me. is turning. Of course. Yeah, another championship <laughs> in the Bronx. I'll take it. Of course you will. I don't blame you. <laughs> I would too if I was you. I'll tell you, it wouldn't be. The, it's not the hardest path, uh, but I think we're in agreement. We both like the Strohs tonight. We'll see what transpires down in Houston. Twins reliever Tyler Duffy shares his honest opinion of Yankee fans. We'll get into that next. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's a Thursday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. Here on this uh, Thursday morning, 855-212-4227. We'll get to the comments from Tyler Duffy about Yankee fans here momentarily. Bogus is in the house. Final time this morning. What's up, Andrew? Oh, hello. hello, everybody. Well, I was hello. thinking, maybe this needs to stop, this music. This, this for you, Andrew. I, I've been thinking about this. I mean, I have not spoken to the co-host of the show. Or the musical department. I'm just thinking maybe maybe it's ran its course. No, I like it. New maybe song it or no song? No song. Dry no ass song. Jones. No, I like, like the anchor. I think it works. I like it. Well, just maybe some cool, like a cool beat bringing Andrew. That's, that's definitely Andrew some respect he's deserved, you know. I mean, yeah. we're playing this. LA is my lady. Perfect, actually. You ever been to LA, Andrew? I have. Perfect. Then you're in. I was young, didn't experience the full. Well, LA is my lady. La- is your wife from LA? No, my wife is from New York. Okay, she's from LA now. So this music might be perfect for you. Because it's swing. Maybe my it's, side piece is from LA. It's my side piece. Maybe my Gumar is from LA. It's Gumar, but I could try. Yeah, so yeah, a little Sinatra for you might be perfect. Yeah, or maybe, maybe, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you seem like you could be a, a maitre d' at like a, a, a catering hall. Thank if you. you. Working I here. appreciate that. Like a at compliment. the Crest Hollow Country Club. I agree. Andrew Bogus is welcome everybody into the wedding. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're at table uh, 16. Oh, yes, the Biseglia yeah. wedding. Yes. Down yes. the hall to the right. left, please. Yes. As you're blasting Sinatra. Uh, yeah. yeah, that'd be great for you. I, I'm with you. I don't know. I, I just think that maybe... Maybe we ran its course with the uh, Nerdy Jones. What's the mm-hmm. other guy's name? I don't uh, think uh, Weird Al. I don't think Moose agrees, but uh, I yeah, feel... I, I don't. Wow. But don't you think that <laughs> maybe it's like we've every single day we're playing the Weird Al song, and yeah. it's 
it's, I think it's his thing. It's a little bit disrespectful towards him now. I think it's funny. It's well, not being disrespectful. If you're not the brunt of the joke, he is. So, yeah, you know, I'm just saying, so maybe we've ran this joke too far. That's what I'm saying. I'm just spitballing it between us. That's Twitter right. poll. We'll take, a, we'll take a meeting after the show. Social media well, department. Maybe. I mean, what, you don't like the Sinatra for a moose? No. no, I don't think of Frank Sinatra. No. You don't think Frank Sinatra, Andrew? You don't think he looks like a maitre d'? Uh, no, but I don't think, I would not think a maitre d' and Frank Sinatra connect. No. Uh, you don't know I got to go to a wedding. Uh, How about, you I, think I, you I, ever I, see Andrew Bogus working at the counter of a pork store? No. Because no. the pork store in, by, in no. my neighborhood, they play Sinatra yeah. all the time. Nice. Not they for really me. do. I'm not kidding. You got Superstar and nice. everything hanging from the That's roof. That's great. That's nice. Relaxing. listen to That's Life. Yeah. I got Gabagool hanging out the door and handle. <laughs> How do I open the door, John? Yeah, yeah just pull the Gabagool. Oh, Taz is here. <laughs> you want the, the usual? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, uh, people, uh, some people don't know what Gabagool is. But yeah. Shame on them. Yeah, but no, I just think I don't know. I just think it's time that maybe, you know, maybe as we as we saw towards the end of the year, maybe it's the right thing to do towards Andrew Bogish and mm. just put him over a little bit and and kind of get rid of. I that. think the song puts him over. It doesn't. It, it, it's I songs it called works. White and Nerdy. It, it doesn't <laughs> put him over. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's not a quick reminder of who I am. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. I, I got I got Pete Guest text me. Why are you trying to be a babyface? Yeah, that means I why am it, I, he's straight ex, and why am I trying to be a good guy? Pete, the body, Pete, the body, I mean, Pete Gass. Pete Gass, the reason why is because you know me a long time, Pete Gass. You know I'm a good guy. You know I'm a baby face at heart. So I'm trying to help Andrew Bogus while Moose thinks, ah, I keep playing white and nerdy. Yeah, I think it works. <laughs> that should be perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Just uh, that hit like that? Yeah. What do you think, Mike? You're the producer. Maybe on Thursdays we could uh, give a change up and have uh, Bogus, like, like a Thursday be different days. New for music yeah. Thursdays? But, <laughs> wait a minute. So, Mike, you're the producer. You have final say here. I mean, no, he does not. Wow. No, he does not. I couldn't finish that my set, but I was finishing my set. That is not true. All right. Um, so, well, I, I mean, I trust my instincts, but that's right. I think maybe we should have went to Sinatra. But you know what, Moose? You want to keep it white and nerdy? I, I, Andrew, I tried. You know? I appreciate so, that, baby face. <laughs> Smooches. Is there a version of uh, White and Nerdy by Sinatra? No, I, I doubt that. I don't think he worked that one in Vegas. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he did the internet. <laughs> is there a Weird Al uh, yeah. Sinatra yeah. parody? Uh, I hope not. If there is, hopefully we don't play it here. <laughs> I'd rather not hear that. Uh, <laughs> play that right now. But anyway, uh, I just feel like, you know, it's the right way to be. I, I thank know. you for the effort. I uh, tried. Hey. Yeah. So. And Moose, I respect you sticking for your gun. Sad narratives. Yeah. Wow. Now we're playing Taz out. I know, uh, right? 106 wins. I know. It's a 2-1 series lead. A 3 nothing lead in game five last night. And the Dodgers aren't going to the NLCS. Kelly. Set. Kendrick. Swinging a fly ball to center field. Bellinger going back. Way back. At the wall. And it's gone. A grand slam home run for Howie Kendrick. Charlie Steiner heartbroken. Dodgers radio Kendrick with just the second extra inning grand slam in playoff history. He was only able to hit it in the 10th because Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto went deep in the 8th on consecutive pitches from Clayton Kershaw. We don't win the last game of the season um, and you're to blame for it. Um, it, It's not fun and uh, the main reason is just the group of guys in this clubhouse and um, yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a terrible feeling. This is the latest postseason heartache from one of the best pitchers ever. The 7-3 final gets the Nationals their first series win 
since they became the Nationals. And thankfully, they and the Dodgers gave us some drama because the Cardinals tore the Braves' hearts out in the very first inning of their Game 5. Ten runs in that opening frame, a 13-1 win. The blowout created an interesting question. Should the Cardinals let Jack Flaherty pitch like it was a close game or pull him and use him earlier than in the NLCS? Manager Mike Schilt let Flaherty go. I did not think about, always thinking, but did not think about after the first pulling him. Um, that would have been pretty brazen. But, uh, you know, liked what he did, got us through six, and we're moving forward. So, so just something else. Flaherty is in line to pitch game three of the NLCS. Game one is tomorrow night at Bush Stadium after the ah. loss. Braves catcher Brian McCann sorry. announced his retirement. Do you want to share with the class what is no, more no, entertaining just, than my update? Sorry. I, I feel Baby like I am in classes. When I was in like middle school, I would laugh at something like you said about the name of that stadium. But anyway. <laughs> the Nets and Lakers playing without incident so far in Shanghai. They are in the second quarter. The Lakers leading that preseason game 44-41. In the latest backlash, though, to Rockets GM Daryl Morey's pro-Hong Kong tweet last week, the Chinese government denying media access to the players before and after this game. And apparently they went as far, um, the corporate logos that were on the court for this game, businesses that have pulled out because of Morey's tweet, those logos, uh, they weren't stickers. They were painted on the court. Mm. So apparently in the last 24 hours, 12 hours, Crews have sanded the paint off oh, wow. and resurfaced the floor. Well, wow. There you go. So when you want is... something done, you want something done. Yes. Mm. Uh, and also from the Nets' perspective, Kyrie Irving took a shoulder in the face. He's wearing oh. a mask because he broke his eye socket in a, yes. free, in a you know, pickup game. Mm. Uh, he's not going to play the rest of this one. There's also action in Japan this morning. Wait, hold on. we got a social media update. Uh-oh. Social media update. Okay. Speakerphone Jones at SP Own Jones, like S Phone Jones, the Mike Bissegler's partner in our fantasy football league that's sinking and horrible. Mm. Um, he says, uh, Taz, the white and nerdy is perfect for Andrew Bogish. It's part of my every morning. Please don't change it. Hashtag Taz and Moose. Hashtag we over. Buck. And he put, yeah, he put a gif of. Uh, thank you, Moose. <laughs> Things are happening. Yeah, sorry. Appreciate that. Uh, I agree with speakerphone. All right. I, guess, I well, think he's dead on. There you go. There you go. All right, All right Andrew. Uh, Rockets 112, Raptors 109. Final minute of <laughs> that game sense. in Japan. Uh, Thursday night football in Foxborough might be ugly tonight for multiple reasons. Rain and wind forecasted for the air. Could you imagine? If, I wish to do a poll. If I upchucked a loogie. Like you just did while I was in the middle of a commentary and a social media update. I shut off my microphone. You would have. No, I would not. My head would have exploded. No, it wouldn't have. Yes, it would have. I just wanted to say that. So my inside voice came out. I would not have. I would not have. Andrew, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. What's the problem? Andrew, go. Just keep rolling, brother. Uh, The Giants don't have Saquon Barkley. His replacement, Wayne Gallman, Sterling Shepard, or Evan Ingram for this one tonight. The season-long unpaid suspension of Raiders linebacker Vontez Perfect upheld yesterday on appeal. And finally, boxer Errol Spence Jr. reportedly involved in a serious car crash overnight in Dallas. CBS DFW says Spence's Ferrari rolled over, ejecting him from the vehicle Spence may have suffered major injuries, but is expected to survive. Guys, Thank back God. to you. And that was, uh, he just fought last weekend, right? Was it last weekend or two weekends ago? Uh, I believe it was. Uh, 
Amazing. Uh, so hopefully he's he's going to be okay. Uh, scary incident when you see the uh, pictures of that car accident uh, and the and really the damage to his Ferrari uh, down there in Texas. Uh, Taz, I was mentioning Tyler Duffy, right? Who twins reliever, um, and uh, he basically described the Yankee fans as the cruelest fans um, in Major League Baseball. Said a lot of expletives. Uh, said that someone told him they were going to do something to my wife while we were in New York. Uh, they said the Yankee fans take full advantage of whatever they paid for that ticket, and they get their full money's worth. Uh, yet for no reason, what is... Uh, and he basically then went on to say, Yankee fans is hating you for no reason, which is what you want. So he kind of pulled some punch. I mean, he, he described the Yankee fans as being the cruelest. And remember Randy Dubnik... Uber driver, uh, former Uber driver, now reliever in Major League Baseball for the Twins. Uh, there were times at, at you know at Yankee Stadium during Games One Two uh, where they were chanting Uber Uber uh, to Mike uh, Mike Bisseglia's celebration uh, as he was in the game. So uh, I look at it as a scenario here where I mean, yes, the Yankee fans are cruel. I mean, as long as nothing gets violent or physical, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have a problem with. It. I mean, fans are gonna, you know, fans are gonna, they're gonna chant whatever they can. I don't think it's just Yankee fans to to get under your skin. I, I, I you know, they're not gonna. You know, they're paying for a ticket. They're allowed to, you know, say what they got to say. Just don't throw nothing on the field, and just don't, you know, try to physically attack a guy. I mean, I, it's gonna happen. It's part of. You're gonna get heckled. I have no sympathy for any ball player that has a problem with any fan yelling at them. I've been heckled in a ring in, across this world. Well, you've uh, had worse, right? Yeah, I have I had people try to hit the ring on me, and that means I'm doing my job. And then once they get near those ropes, different story. But yeah. then, then they're fair Have you game. ever had anybody come into the ring? Uh, once. It didn't go well. Where did? Where was that? Uh, in Rochester, New York. They had a small show, non-televised, and there's no video, thank God. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's the, it had a guy try to get in the ring. This is what happens with wrestling fans, real quick. What happens is they try to get in a friggin' ring, they, th- they get so mad, and they think that they could just come in and do whatever they're going to do. And then once they get to the ring, two things happen to them. One, they can't realize, they, they're shocked how big the ring is and how high the ropes are. And then they, they're contemplating how to get between the ropes. By the time you're trying to navigate that, most wrestlers are going to take their foot and drive it into your face because you're fair game at that point. Right, that's I've seen happen a million times, not a million, but a bunch of times. Well, and so, you, have you seen guys get on the baseball field or the football? And there have been instances where guys have been laid out yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is that is certainly transpired, especially on. I forget what um, what game I'm re- reference uh, remembering this was it last year or this year where somebody rammed on the field and one of the outfielders laid the guy out. Um, I forget. Uh, but you know that's that's one thing when you're looking at you have to climb down a wall. I mean, it's another thing when you look at a a small. House. What's security like in in uh, a non televised? Depends what company you work for. Like some of the smaller companies, this was an ECW. We had good security, but this guy got by them, and I was on the mic going crazy and ripping people, and that was my job. You're and, right. You know, and this guy didn't take kind something I said towards him and, and his girlfriend, and. <laughs> Well, she was. She had a potty mouth, and she was yelling things too. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, he decided he's going to jump the guardrail. But I didn't know. He tried to get me from behind. That didn't work out too well. But I was younger, I'm sure it quicker, didn't. and stronger. But no, but I'm sure yeah, you it can't didn't. go near. You can't. You know, if you want to yell at the athletes, that's fine. Do what you got to do. But you know, you can't run well, on the right. field to play and go at a guy. It's just. So, and listen, you know. Yankee fans might say that nothing's going to happen to his wife when they're sitting in the stands. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, you know, Yankee fans are, I, I don't, I mean. Uh, no, I agree. I know they're, I mean, listen, there's all, there's lunatics all over the place. So I, I'm never going to say there's never a fan that's never going to step out of bounds when it comes to family and, and saying stuff and, and everything like that. But, you know, they're sitting in a, spe- a specific, uh, you know, a specific section. You know, you're with all the other wives and family members and everything. It's not like you're sporadically split. It's not like Tyler Duffy's wife is sitting in the bleachers, uh, you know, at Yankee Stadium. You know, it's an, it's an area where, you know, all the twins, family, and friends are sitting in. You know, I don't think Yankee fans are all of a sudden, he should have been fearful of anything happening to his wife. Yeah, no, I don't either. You know, so, but there you go. Comments from Duffy uh, saying the Yankees are the cruelest in Major League Baseball. 855 212 4227, your number to call. It's Taz and the Moose. We got the undercard coming your way next here on this Thursday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hog, but at 225 pounds, now I'm a pickler. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, right, CBS Sports Radio's Don't Rely is brought to you by Geico. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning. Let's get to it. Here we go, the undercard. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Hi, Michael. What do we got, man? All right. Rex Ryan said he would take the Redskins job. Do you think, A, that would be a good fit? And then, Moose, for you as a Skins fan, what would you think of that as your head coach? Yeah, I don't love it. I don't think... uh, I'm sure he would. He wants to get back into coaching. Who doesn't want to get paid? I mean, Snyder's going to pay you, Taz. Uh, so if you're Rex Ryan, do you want to sit on TV and you know go back and forth trading barbs with Baker Mayfield, or do you want to be a coach once again in the National Football League? Uh, I don't think that's all of a sudden going to bring about uh, the change. Uh, but I don't know if it's just like we talked about, and Schloreth kind of hammered that point home at the top of the 7 o'clock hour when he joined us. I don't think it's one singular coach either. You know What do you say? He, uh, every coach that's been there, he uh, Daniel Snyder at one point in time has emasculated, I think was the term he used. Uh, so, I don't think it's just one guy. I think it has to be a case where you, you change management, you change Allen, you come in there, and if you're the coach, uh, if that doesn't happen, I don't think you're all of a sudden going to see different results. Do you, Taz? No, no, I don't. No, and I, I mean, the one thing I would say about Rex Ryan, at least he, I mean, I respect the fact that he has that desire to be back in the game and not, you know, just rest on the cushy TV job, you that's know, uh, so I think that's pretty cool that he has that desire to go back in the game, no matter what team it is, um, you know, and, and coach and stuff like that, but no, I'm with you, I, I don't think he would turn that, that program around, I mean, you're right. It, it's, well, you it's got a, no it's dog a, in the fight, do you think that would be a good hire? Like, if, you, if, no, if I, I say, if we no. came in one morning, no. Bogus was like, the, the Redskins have hired Rex Ryan, and we're doing the show that morning, would you say, hey Moose, I think that's a good hire, I think that's a great hire for your team? No, I don't. Why? I don't. I mean, I just think because it's he he hasn't had like what he's done with the Jets and with Buffalo. Not just that. I think it, it's not like he's had this insane success. But the main thing is he's too much of a player's coach. Too much of one of the guys. I think the Redskins need a real old school type of and a young guy that has old school values as a coach. That's a little bit more of a hard ass. That's what I think they need. 
because I, I think they need to, you know, come in with more of an attitude. I understand it's the front office brass above the head coaches. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that a younger progressor thinker, but someone that's a little tougher and not as much a player coach, I think would be a big plus for them. Um because yeah, I'm agree that, with that's you. what I think. I, yeah, it's kind of like that old saying: you go from a player's coach. What do you do after a player's coach? You don't go back to another player's right. coach. If no. you're not getting the results, you bring in a guy that kind of that changes the mindset of, of the team, right? I mean, yeah. what was it? The Cowboys, a perfect example. Cowboys went from Bill Parcells to Wade Phillips. Right. right Phillips right. was, uh, you know, Parcells was a guy that holds everybody accountable. Hard ass, yeah. Hard ass, right? Yeah. As you would say, and then you bring in Wade Phillips who's the ultimate player's coach. Now, sure. it didn't work out, but you can't go from a, a guy that's going to be tough, 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 and then bring in another tough, 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 tough right. guy because the message is not going to get through. Well, that's the thing why, not to be Mr. Bill here, but that's why, like, McDermott with the Bills, I'm, I'm a big fan of his because he's stern, he's tough with those guys, he's a real defensive-minded guy, and he's, he's a little younger, obviously, but he's tough, but yet he's positive. He's a positive, you know, they'll make mistakes, and, and he's clapping up, he's picking them up, but he's holding them all accountable. And they like to play from, but he's tough on them, you know. And so he uh, he's got the right, you know, that right aura about him. You know, I, 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 I yeah, mean, McDermott's a great coach. I, I like, like him. him. I like yeah. him a lot. And he was a hell of a DC, hell of a DC for the Panthers, uh, Carolina Panthers back in the day, you know. But I don't know. I'm just saying. I think you need a guy that's a little younger and a guy that's going to be a little tougher. That's how I see that. I, I don't Redskins. disagree. Yeah. Uh, now it's a matter of finding that guy that's willing to work for Daniel Snyder. Yeah, it might be a little different. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, yeah, no, I know. Like we were saying about like uh, like Harbaugh, I, I don't think he's the guy, you know, from Michigan. And I mean, I, I mean, I don't think you're getting Lincoln Riley, but a guy like him, who's just a genius, offensive-minded coach, quarterback coach. But he's tough on the guys too. I mean, I know I've talked to Jr. about him. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's a little. I don't say he's a hardest. He's not a Nick Saban tough, but he's he holds okay. those guys accountable. I, because I didn't know that. Yeah, I, you know, he's I'm a little not, tougher and with them. Would know that yeah. better than anybody. He's a little tougher with them. You know, but I—I I mean, I, what if what if a guy a guy we just had in the show recently, speaking of Oklahoma, what if a Bob Stoops ended up going there as the head coach? Now he's older. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's. Uh, yeah, I mean, there've been a lot. Of, I mean, remember when Stoops used to be linked to that Browns job yeah, like I every do. other year yeah. because he's an yeah. Ohio guy, and and you referenced in terms of when we interviewed him the area that he comes from. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing. I just get here's the one thing I worry about a guy like Stoops has is he's in the XFL now. You know, does he have? Um, the same drive, um, you know, to to do it on a day in day out. But you know, what I mean, the, uh, I the, think he does. I, mean, yeah. I don't think he's coaching in general. If he doesn't, no, true, I, I get it. But the commitment where you're there, seventeen hours a day, you're sleeping at the office, you're doing all that. I mean, if he does, then yeah, Stoops wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It really wouldn't be. I mean, I I don't know where they're gonna go. But he doesn't exactly. He's not that young, dynamic guy. No, no, but I know, no. He's certainly a tough-minded guy. Yes, I mean, and he's gonna hold the guys accountable. Uh, and you, you know, maybe a David Shaw is another guy. Who, you know, I mean, he, he's smart guy. Yeah, he is. Um, Very bright. I don't think he's a tough, tough coach, but uh, you know. Look, I mean, I, they're going to do something here, but I mean, you, you said the other day, it's more than the coach. It's it's the issue is the well, front office, is, the high office. You'd so. like to bring in a guy that maybe uh, has a full grasp and understanding. I, and I just wonder how appealing the job is. You know, where they're going to go. They said they're going to you know look under and, and college scene, NFL scene, assistants, coordinators, uh, former coaches. So they have guys no out direction. Of basically, they're going to look everywhere. Everywhere, that's right. They're gonna, <laughs> they've got. They've, well, right. Every executive has got a list of guys. Bruce Allen's like, oh, let's start to put together that list. Another name I know, I I read it somewhere. Yesterday, maybe it was 
maybe the Redskins, uh, maybe be considered to be the Redskins' next head coach, is talking about the Bills, uh, OC Brian Dobble, which I, I hope that's not the case. He's he's a really good offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, coordinator. he's done a nice job. He has. He has done and a nice so, job there up in Buffalo. Different type of guy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how tough of a coach he is, but, you know, I mean, no, he knows offense, you know, but I don't know. He's, he's I wonder if they guys. go with another offensive coach after Gruden. I mean, if you do, if you're going to go with a guy in the NFL, I wouldn't go with the Bills guy. I would go with, what's his name from the Patriots, who's always up for the McDaniels? job. McDaniels. That's who I would yeah, go Yeah, I know. But if he turned down the Patriots at the Colts job, walked away from that, I think right. he's run into the skins. I mean, it depends, I think, on <laughs> money away. You know what I mean, though. No, I do, but. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's not like, just a franchise. Though. You know, you know. there's just so many other. Yeah, no, I know there's so. a lot. I know, you're right about that. this guy's wife is from Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, yeah who knows, no, no, right? no. I, I mean, know, you know, I know I'm, I'm sorry, D.C. Yeah, DC. no, you're right. There are a lot of other factors going into it. I'm just looking at the singular focus of, of the organization, of yeah. putting you in the best possible. You know, McDaniel's going to get one more shot to be a head coach in the NFL. He's not right. going to get three. So mm-hmm. he, he already failed down Denver. Do you take that next shot? Conceivably, your last shot with the skins. I, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if he. I'd love the hire. I'd love the hire, mm. but I don't know if I if I were him if I take that shot. I'm a skins fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. So we'll see where they go. But Rex certainly wants to get himself back in the game. And why not throw your name out there? Yeah. All right. Next, here we go. Ooh, oh. Will Daniel Jones throw for more or less than 175 yards tonight? <laughs> um. Is that the Vegas number? That's the Biseglia number. Okay. I <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a good question. I would say, uh, oh, I'm going to say yes. I, I, he's going to throw less than 175 yards. He's gonna so you go less. under. Under, yeah. He's gonna, I, I think that kid's in a lot of trouble tonight. Like a lot of trouble. Um, They're going to pin their ears back. Oh, they are. You're right. Uh, what did he throw for last week? 225 against the Vikings. Wind and rain, I'd probably say under. Lack of weapons, no Shepard, no Ingram, no yeah. Barkley, no, running no backup game. running no running back. Game. No running game. No running game whatsoever. No defense. Oh, yeah. No oh, yeah. defense. No defense. Now that could work in his favor if they're down twenty-eight nothing. All he's going to be doing is throwing the football. But then it comes down to how effective are you going to be throwing it? Yeah, I'd pro- I'm agreeing with Taz. I'll take the under as well. All right, next. Oh, ah. should the Dodgers fire their manager after last night? I would not. Me neither. I also don't believe in publicly saying someone should be fired. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't fire Dave Roberts. No, I wouldn't. He didn't do a good job. No, he didn't, but I wouldn't I mean, fire him. No. no, I mean, and, and I can understand the criticism, and he has every right to be criticized. Um, right, of course. Uh, yeah. Because of some of the decisions he made, Taz, and the belief and this overwhelming belief he has in Clayton Kershaw and the fact that he kept Joe Kelly in the game. I would be surprised. Their executive, uh, you know, they could have some change in the offseason as well. Um, as their general manager's contract is up, and a lot of people think the Phillies are going to make a run at him. Um, but uh, I would not get rid of Dave Roberts. I wouldn't either. No, I actually like him as as the manager, as a manager, I should say. I remember when he was a player, too. So I, I like him. I, I, but he, he did drop the ball last night at, at a very important time and making that decision, you know, to keep Kershaw in that game and that top of the eighth inning was a big mistake. Um, all right, next. That's oh. it? Is that it? That's oh. not it? Okay. We can go one more. Zion Williamson scored 29 points oh, last night. Basketball, there we go. On 12 of 13 shooting. What do you make of Zion's uh, second game as an NBA player? Oh, he's great. 
I thought he was great. What? No MBA? I, no, I just, you know why? I mean, why? that name Zion Williamson is going to be said about seven billion times in the next three months here. So I, I'm, I'm trying. Do you believe in Zantac? I don't know what that is. I when mean, it, you're getting a cold, you take it. Oh, Zantac. Yeah, yeah, the medicine, right? Yeah, the medicine. Uh, I haven't had it in years, but yeah, I believe in prescription medicine. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, do you believe it? Some believe it doesn't work. Some believe that it does work. You do it's the a nasal swab. Question. Why are you asking this? Well, because I'm getting a cold. That's why I'm asking. Ah. Should I take Zantac? That's my That's my Advil. Problem. Advil. Good show. Advil, yeah. Advil cold and sinus? Yeah, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Our thanks to Mike and Pete across the way. So bogus with the updates. Guys, have yourself a wonderful Thursday. Until tomorrow, thanks for being locked in. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.